Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the match ball for the Middlesbrough fixture. Leeds United 1-0 victors at the Riverside. I'm Dan Moyler with me, Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Podcast brought to you by Levi Solicitors. As always, 10% off your legal fees when you mention the Square Ball. Go through us and I'll knock a bit off for you. It's levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. How do we feel after that one then, boys? Moscow, you've strolled in here a little bit more zen than I think Michael. I feel like I've been put through the ringer, is how I feel. Unnecessarily so. Middlesbrough shit. Why didn't we beat them 4-0? Moscow, you did predict 6-0. Yeah, I also predicted we'd win, which we did. So it's all good. We march on, five points clear of second. No problems whatsoever. A third. (laughs) Even that's how optimistic I am. (laughs) First and second are being amalgamated into just one uh, one trophy-laden place. I think I said I'd take a one nil, but in the end, I wasn't very happy with it because it made me it made me worry a lot. In fairness, as you just said off air before we came in here, Michael, we shut the game down quite well in the last sort of five minutes in injury time. I thought we did a good job last few minutes of real time, but the bit before that was just a little bit a little bit edgy. It was just a bit unlike us. We were going. Long more than I think I've ever seen us do before, and we weren't we weren't holding it. I mean, thankfully they weren't weren't holding it either. It was just it went all very low quality for about fifteen minutes, and that is a bad thing for us because we are actually a good team. I thought it was low quality for about ninety five minutes. <laughs> Myself I thought it was a pretty poor game all round. Really, and I think it looked like once it became apparent that Middlesbrough's midfield were just gonna try and kick us as hard as they possibly could at any opportunity. It seemed like there was an uh, decision made of like, well, let's just not go in there because we can just go wide and we can do other stuff and we can go longer if we have to. Um, and I don't I don't know if it's an optical illusion um, with uh, the Riverside, but that pitch looked bigger than I'm used to seeing us on pitches. Like there was more space at both ends. It seemed like, I don't know if it's maybe the, the change with Berardi being in defence and Calvin Phillips not being in front of defence, but Middlesbrough had some chances to break and it's not often that teams actually get a chance to break against us. Admittedly, didn't matter because they're shit. I love the one where somebody was running into the penalty area and looked dead dangerous and Liam Cooper just stepped across and just took the ball off. It's like, nah, that's fine. And it was great control as well, which League One Liam, not necessarily noted for, but he suddenly at that moment was just Berezi personified. He was very good tonight. I'll stab that ball. Very good. And Berardi did well as well. I think just the, only, the one moment. Yeah, there was that one bit where he went, oh, oh no, because we've seen him sent off for that before. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't at least get a yellow card for it. Referee didn't know what 
he was doing oh, all night, did he? So, so it was absolutely fine. He Not, was so off the pace with so many of those fouls, both ways as well. Yeah, anything that should have been given, he wasn't giving it. And anything that he uh, should have given, he didn't. I think I said the same thing twice Just when I meant about, to inverse it. Talking about the pitch, one thing it, it did take me a while to realise was they've moved the camera in the riverside, haven't they? The camera position has gone to the other side of the ground. That that took me a little bit of getting used to, or okay. a, a while to clock. There was also the, the thing that... Um, Red and grey, they're not common colours, but it just made it quite difficult to tell us apart. I don't know if it's because of the numbers on our back. I was, I was yearning for the blue kit. But I, then I realised... I thought we'd have been in the blue kit tonight. I, I thought we'd be in the blue kit, and then I noticed that all Middlesbrough's backroom staff were wearing a very similar shade of blue, so I don't know if that kind of overrules it. So we had to make do with um, with all the greyness. And Danny Gabidon making me doubt my um, own eyes whenever I see Jaggy Harrison bearing down on a defender and then he says that was a good run there from Pablo Hernandez and I think well it's not the clearest picture it could have been and that's a great shot there from Click and I'm thinking I'm pretty sure. I thought it was Stuart Dallas but I mean Danny Gabidon knows what he's talking about doesn't he yeah so did get a few things wrong everything about the night was uh, clouded and shrouded in doubts apart I did, from I didn't know results. that was Danny Gabidon though a few people on Twitter and were saying it was Tom Kerridge yeah, the well, celebrity TV chef so I just went with that. As we mentioned a few podcasts ago, actually, yeah, it does sound like he's just about to break into chat about Hearty Pub Grub, doesn't he? Uh, but it was it was a scrappy game, but we dug it out and we deserved to win. Then we all things considered it. They only had that one chance to hit the bar. That that chance they had, I'm I'm still sure I've seen it hit the net. <laughs> I saw it leaving his foot and I had a physical reaction to it. My stomach just dropped. I thought, oh, no. But then it hit the bar. I was like, oh, I think maybe I, I made it hit the bar. Even though I was watching on a stream that was five minutes behind actual reality, I feel like my my sense of of dread was enough to to just deflect it upwards. He doesn't dive unless he has to, Kiko. So that's what you got to do. Is Kiko standing still? In this case, yes. So it's probably not going in the net unless it does, which it does sometimes. But not today. But not today. Hit the bar, and it was uh, it was never gonna it was never gonna go in. It was always just that that thickness of a bar. Away. Mm, I had a kind of weird paradox going on in that. Whilst I was all, on the one hand, terrified, I was also confident we were going to see it out. Weirdly, I'd, but you know, when that, they had that free kick towards the end, and you thought, oh, here we go, here we go. And I chose that moment to go off to the loo and just distract myself. I came back when I, you know, I was still listening to it from the other room, but I just couldn't face it. Horrible. Is that the one where Dallas did a bit of, um, a good bit of acting? Did you see the replay of it? It, it hit him in the wall, and I'm pretty sure it hit his hand. Yeah. But he went down clutching his stomach like um, was it Stephen Taylor did it all those years ago mm. for, for Newcastle. Yes, when he was on the line. And uh, it, it worked anyway because the ref didn't spot it. A couple of classic alien flops as well during that game. Absolutely textbook. <laughs> Just... And that, that terrible dive from Jackie Harrison when he uh, he was kicked yeah. <laughs> and dived or whatever the referee thought thought was going on. And odd frailing as well on the, I made a note of it, 84 minutes. He was taking a throw in on the, more or less on the halfway line. And he was sort of pretending he didn't know what a throwing was. He was just looking around for the ball, even though it was at his feet. And then I think he might have even nudged the ball away. And it, and, it, and then it was like, oh, I've just, I'm just confused. <laughs> and you could see the, I don't know who he was, but the guy in a Middlesbrough tracksuit just looked sort of open-mouthed at him and was like, what's it? You can't do this. You, you can't pretend to not know what a throwing is all of a sudden when you're a fullback. But, but he did, and he, he's very good at it. But the ref was letting loads go, so why not? I didn't actually mind the referee's performance. Weirdly, I thought it was he was very blasé about everything, which I was I was fairly happy with. He just yeah. he kind of let everything go. He took it too far, didn't he? I'm happy to see 
like not every little tackle being penalised and every little shirt to go grapple being a, a you know, free kick and a yellow card and a debate and a replay. But I do think that if your player is getting tripped in the penalty area, that's probably a penalty. I think so too, especially yeah. when it's us. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the Stuart Dallas handball thing was obviously ball to hand and didn't even touch him anyway. I think it was somebody else. Um, so he got that one stone right. But uh, but yeah, we should have, I think, I mean, actually, I've only seen that one replay and I didn't think it was conclusive. But Harrison, penalty all day long. He was a bit frustrating today, was Harrison, do you think? He's kind of did the, your classic, always one trick too many, rather than maybe taking the early ball or trying to beat the man. Very rare does he actually beat the man. It's always a little spin and a, a, a flick or a, a layoff, isn't it? I think he normally beats the man, but he he then for some reason insists on going back to do it again sometimes. You mm. think? But I don't know. It's the, where, the nature of the way we play, I think, is that they don't just smack crosses into the box as you would do if you had, you know, Lee Chapman in there. Yeah. You might just think anything at the back post, there's going to be someone there to nod it in. We we do have to pick them a little bit more because quite often there is only Bamford in there and unless he is, well, I would say unless he's stood on the line with an open, an open goal, he, he won't score. But I mean... Even even that was a little bit tricky for him tonight. Yeah, Harrison and Costa both have the same thing. Kind of work an angle, look up, eight red shirts, go back a bit, eight red shirts, go forward a bit, eight red shirts. So there's there's not really much opportunity for them to 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 do what we want of just like yeah, banging a good yeah. old crushing old, old crashing foss yeah. in one of those uh, spoon of that one out. Yeah, I, I agree with you there because our play does kind of. Uh, revolve around late runs in the box because we've only got the one man in the box. So if you're relying on people coming into the box late, you can't really bang that early ball in every time, can you? And it worked with the goal. It was a nice goal. Let's talk. We should probably, given that we didn't talk about the goal on the previous match ball, should we talk about the goal? Oh, if we must. What I liked about that was that, you know, Pablo had had a shot prior to that chance and he was in the he was in the midst of kind of going, oh, for God's sake, he had his, you know, I don't know if his head hands up or hands on his on his head or whatever. And then suddenly he realised, oh, it's still in play. And then he got it to his feet and then had an assist. And did you notice what else he did? He does this quite often as Pablo, a little puff of the cheeks. He does this before he's about to do some serious business. He just blows his cheeks out and then goes, like, right, now let's score a goal. <laughs> Keep an eye out for it. That's it's Pablo's sign that something's going to happen. The purposeful puff. It was good that Click um, started and finished the whole thing as well. Won yep. the ball on halfway. That was pleased for him. It's not, and it's nice to see him back in the goals and someone from midfield as well. It's almost like somebody wrote a very nice article about him in the Yorkshire Evening Post on Tuesday and perhaps he read it and thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to score some goals to repay that writer. I know it's not a gantry, but Yorkshire Evening Post? Yeah. <laughs> It's not what it used to be. Any old riffraff in that nonsense now. But um, yeah, and hasn't he scored all his goals get scored against Middlesbrough as well? So somebody maybe should have put some money on it as well. But um, well, it was a nice little one-two anyway. Wasn't nice one-two. Yeah, and it's good that we did it um, twice because it was. Um, it's a shame that the first shot didn't just go in. I think we should almost, because we do score so rarely and get this close comparatively rarely, rarely I think we should have two goals for that one. Okay, you making? A, are you going to lobby Arsene Wenger for some sort of rule change, like yeah, you know, changing so. the the offside VAR rule? It would have made all our lives better in the second half if we'd gone in at halftime two goals up, as we should have done. And you know, we hit the post and we scored, and the the one that hit the post was good enough to be a goal. Not like the Borough one that hit the bar; that wasn't good enough. <laughs> but ours was good enough, and it was a better. It, you know, the chance was created. I mean, the one when Borough hit the bar, it was basically because um, Stuart Dallas forgot he was playing left-back, didn't he? And everybody was all a bit all over the place in defence, so it just kind of 
rolled across and somebody's in space and you went, oh, well, I've got where's we? We won the ball in midfield, ran forward. It's a good ball into Bamford, early pass. And you think Bamford's going to score and you think, oh no, obviously he's not going to. Passes across to, uh, it was Pablo Hernandez, wasn't it? And then he has the good, the good shot. And Pablo Hernandez, every shot that he has is always high quality. So should have been a, should have been a goal. Should have Pablo been had a weird, a weird game today because he was, I thought he was pretty awful for certainly the opening 20 minutes. He misplaced at least three or four passes and it was very un-Pablo-like. And then he was taken off relatively early for him as well. We, we keep making this shack for Pablo change, but is this the earliest it's happened? I think it feels so. like normally it's more like 85 minutes this has been occurring. I think you've answered your own question about why we were going long. Because that corner, no, not the corner, but the free kick in the corner that Pablo took kind of summed him up where he just drifted it outside the penalty area to absolutely nobody. And then Middlesbrough broke and we won the ball back. And then it went to Pablo to try and turn and get us back into their half again. And I think he just sort of, he got fouled, but the ref of the free kick wasn't given. He was just tackled and the ball taken off him. And it's kind of, I think the message kind of went around two things like one, Adam Clayton and it was George Savile, wasn't it, in there? It's like, bit, bit tough, bit tough. And then two, Pablo, he's not on, he's not had his pills. So everybody else, wherever you are, we'll take it where you are, but. But what you can rely on with Pablo is that moment, just that moment of genius. And, and yeah. one thing I do like about it is that he's always looking for what they call the half spaces between the lines. Nice. That was technical talk. Do you like that? You've completely thrown me. Um, yes. Yeah. And he was there when it counted and he, he scored a great goal and then immediately got an assist for another one. So it was a great passage of play. Yeah. Nice. And we do need to talk about Bamford, don't we? I was. I want to go Have back we, and talk about that corner, well, first of all. I'll go on then. Because it... it you showed a close up of them all in the box, didn't it? First, and they were doing oh, the, the whole, train. Wasn't they're it? doing the train thing. Oh, this is exciting! We're doing Woo-woo. the we're doing the train. The, <laughs> we're doing the conga thing. The friendship train is Gladys Knight and the Pip sang. And then we immediately put the ball ten meters over the the friendship train <laughs> to the back post where there was absolutely no one. There wasn't even like an Alioski running in trying to score a volley he will never score in his life. And then they just nearly scored from it, as I remember. Mm. And then we did it again. I think like in the second half we took another corner to the, exactly the same area. Without the exciting build-up of is it some men in a line? Time to bring back Gianni Vio. <laughs> Set piece extraordinaire. Yeah, I mentioned him the other day. Um, it's something I was writing. He was uh, he was laughed at when he was here. Well, actually, no, he was seen as the second coming because we suddenly got good at corners, and then we realised we weren't ever going to score for many of them. So then he got laughed at. Um, then he hung around for a while, and then his his departure, I don't think, was ever formally announced. So he might actually still be there. <laughs> I'm just going to hazard a guess and say I don't think he is. How about you? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And as we touched on there in the first half, let's have a word about Bamford. Yeah, we needed to keep it for the second half because I don't think the uh, the minute left before the break was going to be enough. I don't want to. If you've, trash no, if, you've if you've nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So <sighs> should we have five minutes of silence? But you know what. You know what's coming, don't you? It's, some, it's a conversation we've had a thousand times. What, just something missing. He can't fucking score. It's just it just doesn't seem to have that. The, the, it's the aggression, isn't it? That that put your foot through. But and then even then, when he had that chance late on, uh, and the um, co-commentator, what was his name, Tom Kerridge, had the the good grace to say, oh, "I think he's just trying to waste time there." When he really <laughs> ballooned it into uh, ballooned it into the this stand or the Leeds but fans, wherever it was. Adam Clayton did something even worse. In the, the first half, and even and Johnny Housen did it too. So I was shocked actually. I know we're supposed to talk about Bamford, but they said that Adam Clayton hasn't scored for four years or something ridiculous for uh, Middlesbrough. He's an attacking midfielder for us. He's constantly bursting into the box. He scored against us for Huddersfield and then gave it big licks to Warnock, didn't he? You've seen the size of him these days, though. They've completely ruined him, haven't they? Quite a big boy now, isn't he? He's got a touch of the Paddy Kennys about him at one point. When he he got booked for a foul on Jackie, didn't he? And it was showed a close up of him with a little pot belly, and I thought, oh. That's, that's new. That's the middles, but that's the is it chicken parmos up there? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say if you cut him, he just bleeds parmesan and chicken. Um, so that can happen. And then, yeah, I remember when he scored those two goals, Bamford, and gave it his uh, his hands on the ears thing. We did say that if that happens for the rest of the season, that if we just give him the ball on the line so he can tap it in, that's absolutely fine. It seems that's not good enough anymore. <laughs> Um, but in fairness, there yes, was a deflection there. It was, we have the, to be fair to it. There was a slight deflection that seemed to catch him out, but I do wonder if either a more confident striker or just a better one wouldn't would have maybe been able to make a have a margin for error where that kind of thing. I don't know if maybe it's the way. Let's blame Marcelo Bielsa, right? Because he's turned these players into twiglets where. In the days of Lee Chapman, it would be a mighty oak in that six-yard box, swinging a huge branch through the ball. So you've got this big margin for us. So if there's a deflection, it's still hitting wood, and it's still <laughs> it's still bouncing in off the bark. Um, but when the ball is slightly deflected in Bamford's direction, because Bielsa's got them so fine-tuned, no no body fat on these people. Um, it is. It's just a. It's a, a feeble twig that's easily missed and had, and does not have the 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 size or the the strength to redirect a football into a net from an inch. Mm. It was very close. I will say that it was <laughs> very him. close. And I think the fact that he, he ended up like shanking it sideways as well didn't help. It just it looked it just looked worse. Let's talk about the one that he has no excuses for though, which is that header. Which again, in, in real time, I thought that looked quite a good chance. Then it showed a replay from behind the goal and you realise just how much space he's in and how much time he's got. And there's not a lot of pace on the cross. Ideally, he'd have had maybe... But then we've seen when a, pace is, a cross has got pace on, he tends to just miss it. So maybe they, they thought, right, well, I'll just like give it a nice... 
a nice gentle throw, like you throw a ball to a child, just nice and gentle on his head, just nod this, nod this back. Which you're goal. not allowed to do that anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, new rules, no heading. My kids, so many of my kids do it every day. Yeah, medicine ball. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it soaking in the garden. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. But like, he's got to score that, hasn't he? Yeah. He really has. And particularly if he's on a run of how many is this ten games now without a goal? Something or something. Like if he if he just scored one and he'd scored a couple last week, then you allow him the odd miss. Do you know what, do you know what it is? Like, he never seems ready to score. Ever. He, he always seems vaguely taken by surprise when he gets into goal scoring positions. That, I think that's my, what it might be. And there was another one he had afterwards as well. Where he had a shot from the edge of the sort of left edge of the box. And he took so long over it. He just he was basically telling the goalkeeper where he was going to put it. It was like just don't if you're going to take that long over it and make it that obvious where it's going, just don't bother. Just pass it. Maybe he has uh, things on his mind like the uh, the union strike down at the docks and uh, the effect that that's having on Tommy's ability to to earn a living and how uh, how him and Gina are going to make ends meet. In defence of Bamford, Ian Wright back off. What's he saying? He. Uh, replied to Phil Hayes tweet about that chance the header saying massive chance that Phil space and time felt like it was happening in slow-mo two exclamation marks the fuck's it got to do with Ian Wright he's a, I, he's a Leeds fan now I, he never he's never been I don't I can sit we can sit here um, and we're not sending poison pen letters to Patrick Bamford's house or anything like that we can sit here and say he should have fucking scored that Ian Wright nothing to do with you turn up Millwall are on you from London watch them Ian Wright knows nothing about scoring goals. They should listen to us. <laughs> well, Is that what you're vast, saying? Vast and widespread experience. You know, we talk. Well, if we want to talk about um, pressure being put on a striker, it's all right. We've got the the fans on his his back, not in the the ground as ever. Now he uh, he gets on. It's like the usual things. We just go through his mentions. It's just like wanker, tough, dickhead, score that, useless. Ian Wright, what? Hold on a minute. Who's going to be next? Is Marco Van Basten saying, well, I was watching the highlights of the Leeds United game last night and I really think Pat Bamford should have uh, scored at least one of those chances. Another know-nothing who knows nothing about striking. He's, well, he knows nothing about Leeds United. Let's shift the conversation. Um, Howard Wilkinson didn't want him, did he? On we've got Lee Chapman instead. On a little bit to talk about the other end of the field because whilst Bamford should have done better at the end of the day we still won 1-0 so it's a bit of a moot point and there's no other option because Augustine's knackered what is, how broken is he? Uh, hamstring strain probably going to miss Saturday they said but hopefully long back, up, uh, back not long after that a muscle in his hamstring rather than a complete like disintegration of the leg it is the leg <laughs> Thomas Christensen used to say I was just going to say yeah other end of the field Defensive-wise, we've now got the best um, goals against record in the division again. Brentford are on 31, we're on 30. Another clean sheet. So whilst Kiko did give us a moment or two, perhaps, in that game, generally a decent one. Yeah, and we mentioned before, Berardi had his little, I'm going to just tempt you in and see if I want to break your leg or not moment, which I'm I'm happy with him to do that. He had another one as well, which he did cleanly win the ball on, but you could see the player was a bit like, all right, mate, fucking hell. Because <laughs> it was, it was what you, it was like one of those good old fashioned tackles where you can get the ball and then take quite a lot of man after it as well. We're only having a kick about, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no need for that. Jesus, we've got, we've got jobs to go to tomorrow. <laughs> Lads and dads, little boys playing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, was, it was, it was a good defensive um, performance. I mean, it's difficult to tell because Middlesbrough, we do have to, although we didn't spank them sixth, they did look terrible. 
And there was an element of this game where I think we got drawn into their kind of shitness because it's difficult to sometimes be good against a really poor, poor, poor team. But, you know, did you ever think... And I think I don't know if it sums them up in some ways. And this is purely down to luck, I suppose, or maybe it is training players on um, chemical smog and Palmo. But um, deciding to go two up front and go right, no, this is our big. We're going to win this game. And then immediately, one of your strikers goes off injured. It's just you're fucked. Just give up. Would get would he design design resign? Yeah, just. Get out of there. It's not doing you any good. Grand there was, designs. There was even that moment at the end when uh, Bielsa grabbed him and is kind of saying to him, no, if you, you keep playing like this, you'll, you'll stay in this division. I, I think Woodgate, in his response to it, is like, you're talking shit. We're going down. Don't don't patronise me, Marcelo. We are going down. According to Bielsa, no, no one's going down, are they? Every team you play, oh, you're excellent. Really, very good. It is very quite good. remarkable, though, how everybody does lift their game against us because, you know, picking up on the general sense of it on Twitter, how they've raised their game. So there must have been awful price of that. I was going to say, how fucking bad must they be? But they did draw us into a scrap. I think you're right. I think they, they pulled us down to their level. And we, we've got to, you've got to earn the right to win. I, I think, think that's, it's a bold yeah. to say that. It's one of the things that's pleasant about it is we managed to get through a game that was uh, um, tough and, you know, lots of bad tackles going in. And like Clayton, when he went through... Uh, did he go through? Who did he go through at the end? Jackie. Yeah, he went through Jackie Harrison at the end. That was a bad tackle. It was not fucking mm. neat. He did, was, get, he did get booked for he it. He did, and the, but there was lots of that sort of happening all over. And so to get through um, one of those games and prove that we're not just a you know a, a, a fancy pants score millions of goals team, but we can do that as well. I did fear um, my worry in uh, stoppage time when I think you two were shitting your kecks about whether we were going to draw or not, I was more worried about the fact that we were olaying the ball being kept in the corner <laughs> and whether Bielsa was going to tell everybody off for that because that's not how football should be played and we were enjoying it too much. And he is a bit of a moral quandary because he never wants to contradict the fans who are obviously, they take their uh, their joy in the result. Um, but also, I think he does want us to uh, appreciate that that's not good football and it should not be encouraged. So we're saying rubbish or Bielsa out. What's the what's the general mood there? Um, no, I thought I think we were brilliant, but Bielsa will probably um, he's not doing the press conference before the the whole game. But if he was, it would probably be a, a lengthy um, lecture on why we should not have been happy with the performance. But we don't get happy with it. Got the three points. Yeah, they'll they'll take that all day long. Now I'd been happy if uh, fucking Mitrovic hadn't scored. That's true. That's true. I got the um, the little alert through that he'd missed a penalty in the eighty uh, ninth minute, and I thought, "Ooh, that's good. I like the sound of that." But then he somehow managed to score in the ninety fourth, which um, seems unfair. I don't know who was refereeing that game either, but for a villain nomination, um, Dan was showing me just before we came in here on his phone. There's like a, a two footed tackle in the. The Fulham player does in, in the box and somehow the referee deems it not a penalty. He takes out not one but two Swansea men and he, he waved it on. It's like it's a red card and a penalty all in one and he doesn't even give a, doesn't even see it as a foul. So whoever that was, probably Keith Stroud. I can't be bothered looking it up. <laughs> Let's just blame Stroud. But we are though, we're uh, five points clear of uh, of them lot and still six points clear of Forest. Well, we're six points clear of them now despite them um, lording it over Cardiff last night and celebrating as if they'd won something their fourth <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah referee was Tim Robinson um, the Fulham game 
yes, our old foe from Lassiter's, Mike Daniels, sworn enemy from our championship management, manager management. Uh, heroes and villains, as we're sort of getting into that territory now, want to give a mention to Johnny Housen, who I don't know if you've seen the clip of what appears to be him mouthing to click when they go up and shake hands at the end. Uh, what was it he said the word? What was the words he said? He said, he says, go on and do it or hope you do it, that kind of thing. Words to that effect. Well, I can't tell you without checking. Okay. Good lad. Right back, Johnny Housen. We'll give, uh, does John Bon Jovi get any, is he a hero or a villain today? I mean, his, his boy Patrick didn't score, did he, despite his threat to withhold his money? It, it feels a little bit like we're sort of playing Bamford as a punishment at the moment to him. <laughs> you know, because like we know he can't do anything, but it's like, there's no way Big Kev's injured. We've just, we're just doing it, so like, oh, there's no way out of this. You are playing the 90 minutes it's, and you can fucking deal with it. And if John Bon Jovi's having his way, he's not even getting paid now. He said he, would, he was going to withhold his game check. And if he didn't score, he could not have his game check. So he can uh, he can go to the cashier tomorrow in vain, searching for his game check. <laughs> uh, heroes as well, fans were brilliant tonight. Could hear him from start to finish, just sounded amazing. Yeah, even despite, you know, a Middlesbrough drum. Don't have a drum in They have a drum, did they? Yeah, they had a drum. Well, there's your villain. Yeah. Don't have a drum unless you're in South America. Hero for click? Yeah. Yeah, he had a good game tonight. Could use some more goals for him because, you know, Bamford's not going to score him. Um, And a hero for uh, Luke Ayling as well because he really, 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 really tried to make that as easy as possible for for Bambo to score. He had a chance to to pull it back to him. He's like, no, no, he's he's about three yards out. I need to get closer. I need to get closer. (laughs) And he he was almost like they were shoulder to shoulder. He's like, right, now. It's getting to the point where you... Nigel Martin used to do it. They don't seem to do it anymore with the mascots when they'd come out on the pitch mm. and a few of them had have a shot and they'd go, whoa, do the like, oh, I'm not quite reaching this one. It's, we're reach, we're at that point with Bamford now where they're in training them, we'll be like, oh, that was such a, such a strong kick, Patrick. I couldn't even get near that one. So we, should we uh, give him hero of the match? Just as another little morale boost. Well, you were brilliant out there today, Patrick. Very close with that one, that big shot on lad. If it wasn't for him, it would have been a goal. And that, that header, I mean, difficult skill heading, isn't well it? Well done for it, yes. not breaking your neck, big boy. Well done. You do know that he's going to score the only goal in a 1-0 win at Hull at the weekend now, I don't fucking you? hope he does. That'll be fine. I'd be, I'd be delighted. I would be the, the first to uh, to allow him to collect his game check, from um, not from me, because I can't afford the kind of money he's <laughs> Hull have lost again. me out for the rest of my life. Lost again today on the Hull to... Uh, to Barnsley, so are Barnsley going to win the league? It's possible they could overtake us. I think still mathematically, I'm not sure. Yeah, they seem like they're never going to lose again. They're uh, they're off the bottom of the league now, having been completely stranded there. This the, the one team we we weren't worried about was uh, was little old Barnsley, and then they come steaming through. Um, another hero mention, Augustan as well. If you saw the uh, photographic evidence of him watching a hooky stream of the game tonight, I think professional footballer would have had his sky installed by now, wouldn't you? Or um, someone in the hotel would have been at least been able to point him in the right direction of a, uh, a place where he could watch the match. His, uh, his erstwhile predecessor, uh, J. Roy Grotz's girlfriend, used to watch on a illegal stream. Well, she, she did the same thing of posting herself on the... No, she made a YouTube video of it um, when we were away at Fulham. And she um, she spoke for all of us when he had that he had a header at the back post, and you could see that she was watching on some shonky screen. She filmed it and screamed yes when he headed the ball into the net, and then oh fuck as it went over. We did hear about Kev being, maybe being a bit of a bad boy. Maybe this is you know the extent of it. Some mild piracy. 
That's it. That's that's what he's getting. In, he's indulging in, and everyone's like, "Can't have this guy in the dressing room." Look at look how disruptive he is. Do you think that's maybe why he's he's been dropped? He's not injured, but he turned up with like a a CD wallet full of um, Hollywood movies burned burned I've, on disc. It's a little bit vain to do this, but I want to give us a nomination for heroes. Slightly self indulgent. We've yeah. done fuck all. Well. Let me walk you through this scenario and tell you what we have done. Um, we presented BBC Radio Leeds commentator Adam Pope with a Leeds Carajo hoodie. Yeah? Worn it for the last three games. Is that right? This is absolutely correct. I didn't know he'd done that. Has he washed it? We I've, gave, I've, 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 actually, I've told him not to. We gave him it. Dirty dog. I pity you all wheeling. We'll, we'll talk about this off air. Right, well, he's a villain as well then. <laughs> the scrounger. Uh, so we've given My licence fee, that. We've given him a Leeds Carajo hoodie. He's worn it for the last three games. Three wins. No goals conceded. Just imagine the sweat. It's just a shame he's a sponger. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we've done a good deed there that we are. We found a lucky talisman. Can we send one to uh, Patrick? Uh, yep. I mean, people were disgusted with me keeping a, a false fingernail. And he's Adam Pope swanning around in an effectively stolen, sweat-stained old hoodie. If you didn't uh, hear the match ball for the last game, Reading game, uh, Moscow did on the gantry, uh, found a a ladies, as we say found, collected a ladies. We don't uh, know it was a ladies, it was just a false fingernail, there was no evidence true. as to who it had come from. It, it, was it, nice... it, had, it had some nice feminine sparkles on it, so I assumed, I didn't want it, but you know, in this day and age, don't want to judge. Yeah, there's, do, there's, there's no gender bias on glitter. Do whatever makes you happy. Um uh, did you have it on your about your person tonight? Well, it's still in my coat pocket, so it's not abandoned. I, I was assuming its powers would only be uh, um, useful at Island Road. Okay, right then. So, um, any other thoughts before we head off? Any any lucky charms, Michael, or otherwise? <laughs> no, not for me. Not for me. I was just I, w- I had the the dual thing going on tonight of watching it partly on a stream, but then I kept. I kept panicking because I knew I was behind and checking other sources to check they hadn't scored. Betting websites. Yes? Uh, yes. Yes, I just, knew it. Just watching it because that How was How much about, did you lose tonight, by the way? Uh, about 20 quid in the end. Good. I was so determined that they were, that they were going to score. I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen this equaliser. You can pay for Adam Pope's hoodie. Mm, I've, yeah. I've lost money. <laughs> with, with the money that you shouldn't have given to the betting companies. Mind you, the 32 red advert on the shirt tonight said keep gambling, so... <laughs> did it. Yeah, I may have missed off the last word. I can't. I can't quite make it out where I was sat. I'm sure it said "keep gambling." It's essentially what half the f- football shirts in the football league to say, don't they? Keep gambling. Yeah, whatever, don't. Whatever. Gambling is fun. That's what it says. Yeah. Gambling's fun. Have a go at it. <laughs> Doesn't say that. On which note, we should go. By the way, ten uh, percent off your legal fees with Levi's. Uh, Levi'slisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Please don't sue us. Can we advise on getting out of gambling debts? I will speak to you. Oh, Phil Hay podcast, the Phil Hay show. We're recording that tomorrow afternoon. That'll be with you first thing Friday morning UK time, and then back for a match ball on Saturday as well. Sponsored by Bet Three Six. Yeah, we'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.